Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Friday, December 30th. Can you believe that the year is almost over? On this last weekday of 2022, a handful of people might pause to celebrate a special day. Today is National Bacon Day. The day was created back in 1997, although daysoftheyear.com says there are some disputes about how exactly it began. But let's face it, do we really need a special day to celebrate bacon? Speaking of celebrating, your weekend forecast may have you wanting to cheer, especially after all that cold weather that came with Christmas weekend. So let's head over to the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center. All right, good Friday morning to you. Meteorologist Joey Silvan here starting out with temperatures in the 40s and 50s. Not as chilly this morning. There is, though, a chance of one or two showers out there this morning. We'll keep a slight chance of rain in the forecast through lunchtime into this afternoon. High temperatures today getting up into the upper 60s and low 70s. A very mild day. Once again, more clouds and sun and a couple of spotty showers. Better rain chance heads our way tomorrow for New Year's Eve. There will be some scattered showers at some point in time during the day, but not not an all-day rain kind of deal. 73 for high on New Year's Eve. We'll ring in the new year with uh, dry weather expected for New Year's Day. High temperature around 70 degrees on Sunday. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast from the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Morning Y'all is sponsored by MUSC Health. Join a team that's changing what's possible. MUSC Health is hiring for all locations and various positions, including radiology, path and lab, maintenance, and a number of other professions. Find out more about the competitive pay rates and benefits or review a more comprehensive list of current openings at muschealth.org slash careers. MUSC Health, changing what's possible. Here are your headlines on this Friday. A new development in the murder trial for disbarred Lowcountry attorney Alec Murdoch. Less than a month before the trial is set to start, a judge has ordered the identity of the 12 jurors who will decide the outcome of the case to be kept secret. Judge Clifton Newman wrote, Considering the nature of the case and in the best interest of justice, jurors will only be identified by juror number. Everyone, including legal counsel, court personnel, and media members, will be sworn to secrecy of their identities or any personal identifying information. Anyone who violates this order could be held in contempt of court. The state has also filed new motions, doubling down on their efforts to keep financial crimes against financial crime evidence against Murdoch in play during the trial. Prosecutors have argued that Murdoch's alleged financial schemes are what led to the murder of his wife Maggie and his son Paul. Earlier this month, the defense argued there is not a clear enough connection between the two and therefore it should not be included as evidence. The trial is set to start January 23rd in Colleton County. The court proceedings are expected to bring in a large crowd of media members and spectators. So the city of Walterboro says there will be food trucks near the courthouse during the trial. The city is now taking applications for vendors. The food trucks will be located in the Wildlife Center parking lot across the street from the courthouse. The Somerville Fire Department is investigating a crash that happened at the Cane Break Apartments in Somerville. Firefighters say last night around 6, a truck hit the first floor of an apartment and went through the breezeway. They tell us people in four apartments had to leave their homes and building inspectors are working to find out if the building is structurally sound and safe. 
According to the fire department, there are no injuries from the crash, and they are not sure if anyone was inside the units when that crash happened or if the driver was impaired. We are working to learn more about a reported police chase on Rivers Avenue in North Charleston. Last night around 9.30, multiple callers alerted our newsroom of a slow-speed chase in that area. Goose Creek police have confirmed one person is in custody after the chase. Charleston County and Berkeley County deputies helped Goose Creek police. No word yet on why this person was being pursued. As cleanup efforts continue in Buffalo, New York, after the deadly blizzard hit last week, folks that live there are not the only ones affected. Some have families that live right here in the low country. Anna Harris spoke with someone in Goose Creek whose sister and brother-in-law are still experiencing the after effects of this storm. One man I spoke with from Buffalo says his driveway has up to four feet of snow. He says some of the surrounding area that's being cleared out has snow as high as 15 feet. Although he and his wife are okay, his sister-in-law Heather says she did not know what was going to happen. She mentioned to me, she said, by the way, she said, if you haven't been following the news, we have what they're calling a cataclysmic blizzard that's headed our way. This is what Heather Lord, a Goose Creek resident, heard on the phone from her sister in Buffalo, New York this past week. She lives there with her husband, Brian Mack. Mack says the blizzard was so intense that you couldn't see just a few yards in front of you. He says it was probably 48 to 60 hours straight of 70 mile per hour winds, comparing it to a category three or four hurricane. The death toll in Buffalo has risen to at least 40 people and authorities are still searching for more bodies that may be under snow. Fortunately for this family, they say they are okay. I asked Lord how it could compare strength-wise to a hurricane like we often experience in the low country. I would liken it very much to the same situation, just different weather conditions. And I think you add the holiday season and people doing last-minute shopping for family, and they're kind of desperate. Max says he spends at least two to three hours a day shoveling snow and plans to do that for the next couple of days. Both of them say they're going to stay in contact in hopes that another winter storm like this does not hit Buffalo anytime soon. I'm Anna Harris, Live 5 News. With the holiday season coming to a close, you may be thinking about taking down your Christmas tree soon. Some local farms are offering an alternative to taking it to the landfill or leaving it on your curb. Molly McBride joins us live this morning. So Molly, what are these farms asking? Katie, several farms across the low country are asking people to drop off their Christmas trees for their animals. I spoke to several farmers who tell me Christmas trees can benefit all farm animals. Pigs and goats eat the trees and chickens can use it for shelter and eat the tree needles. They tell me animals always enjoy greenery. During these cold winter months, farms can use Christmas trees to supplement some green. I spoke to both farm Family Farm 251 and Just a Little Bit Farm in Ridgeville, who tell me they're asking for any tree without frosting, ornaments, tinsel, light wires, or any other harmful materials. But they say the giving doesn't have to stop there. It doesn't have to be just a Christmas thing. It's a Thanksgiving thing. It's a Halloween thing. It's uh, anytime you've got any kind of fall decorations, a lot of things that people think, oh, well, I don't, I don't know what, what I could use this for. They just throw it away. No check with a local farm because I guarantee you there's something that local farm could use it for. It helps us out. Like 
you know, instead of us, of course, having to go buy hay and straw and everything to give them, you know, if you can donate and support your local farm, that's great because that's what we want to do. Our main goal was to support our family, but then also support the community. Both Pearden and Hill Hires tell me their main goal is just to encourage people to check in with their local farms before taking their tree to a landfill. For more information about these two specific farms, you can head over to live5news.com and click on this web story. Reporting live, I'm Molly McBride, Live 5 News. Thank you, Molly. You got to make some cute new friends yesterday. Well, Christmas might be over, but that doesn't mean the season of giving has to end. The Red Cross says if you're looking for a way to give back to the community, consider doing so as a Red Cross volunteer. According to the organization, volunteers do a variety of tasks, like helping out of blood drives, helping deliver blood to local hospitals, and providing emergency help during disasters. The Red Cross says many volunteers help out locally, but there are ways to help out beyond your state's borders. The organization says the only requirement to volunteer is being at least 13 years old. More information on how to get involved can be found on life5news.com. Celebrating birthdays today, TV host Meredith Vieira is 69. Actor-comedian Tracy Ullman is 63. TV host Sean Hannity is 61. And singer-actor Tyrese is 44. Thanks for joining us today and throughout 2022 for Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. However you decide to ring in the new year, please do it safely. We wish you a happy and prosperous 2023. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you Monday. Thanks for listening to Morning Y'all, produced every weekday morning and sponsored by MUSC Health. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen anytime at live5news.com slash podcasts. And download the free Live 5 News app for your mobile device for the latest local news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.